Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Orris. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome to Ride at Home with Rich. I'm your host, Rich Orris. And today, Todd and I will be sharing some tips for water management. So get ready, grab a pencil and some paper, take some notes. We've had a lot of rain lately. We're going to do a Q&A style show here today, answering questions to educate all our listeners out there. Of course, as always, I'm going to have my On the Road with Rich and my hack segments throughout the show. Stick around for all of those as well. Great information today. I can't wait to get started. Todd, you know, let's get into this. But so I guess I'd begin with what, what does everybody want to know? Well, we get a lot of questions, uh, you know, every day, every week. Um, a lot of times, especially when it's raining like this a lot uh, the past couple of weeks, it's, you know, it's around water management, leaky roofs, leaky gutters, flashing, yeah. things of that nature, you know, water in my basement, all of that stuff. And it's certainly logical to be concerned about those things. And a lot of times homeowners are just at a loss of, you know, where to start. Yeah, no, I I think obviously we get so much of that. And I, I see so much of those things, you know, running around and, and looking at jobs and, and, you know, dealing with remodeling and helping people, but also the issues that, that go hand in hand with that on making the houses watertight, airtight, and just good and healthy for everybody. Absolutely. And you're an expert at that. That's why they turn to you. So yeah, we wanted to kind of do like a Q&A session today where we've curated some of uh, the most popular questions we get, you know, surrounding this topic. So I wanted to start it off with, uh, you know, a question about a garage basement floor. Somebody has a floor that tends to be damp on a number of days, you know, as if it were condensation. And they wanted to know if you had any suggestions on how to cure the problem. Well, so out in the garage, it does get a little tougher when you're into that because basically the, the, the factor of it is it's moisture, it's condensation, it's caused by, you know, the floor gets wet, caused by basically the warm air, the high level of humidity. When, when the two mix, you just, it's like a glass iced tea sitting out in the sun or whatever. It, when you get that difference and you've got the humidity, it's just going to condensate. It can also be a factor of water underneath that floor too. 
because basically moisture vapors coming through the floor. So you don't necessarily maybe see the hydrostatic pressure coming up and water running, but you get enough moisture vapor from underneath that floor coming through. That's why when they do concrete floors, basement floors, you know, they put like a vapor barrier under there to kind of try and hold that moisture down. But as we work, as we walk on it, that plastic gets holes in it, through it, and it could be coming up from the ground also mixing with the humidity level and the warm air and then boom you know that basement floor is just wet there's really not anything as far as like a coating or you know paint or anything like that that's really going to help that very much um, because it it'll just work right back on top of that so it's kind of like a cave when you think about a cave and you're in there and it's closed and you've got the the humidity and the temperature and the dampness and everything it, it just kind of forms and it gets those droplets dripping down and you know so it's kind of what works with the dew point and all of that thing so it, it's definitely hard to keep track of what you're looking to do is try and lower the humidity level but when you're out in the garage there's just not a whole lot that you could do for that. If you're getting it from underneath in the moisture vapor, you could maybe do a coating to try and hold that down or drainage tile around it to try and get rid of the water that's coming there. But all you can really do is try and handle the temperature and the humidity to try and make it not happen as much and then be careful Mm -hmm. because if it is happening, you know those garage floors are a slick trowel finish and they will um they'll be slick i mean when they get damp so it is a huge slip and fall trip factor you know having that floor wet and everything so definitely be careful as you're going in and out and trying to handle that but that's really kind of what's happening with that and everything so um you know, I don't, I don't, there's not a whole list of things you could do. So let's say it just occasionally happens, you know, when, when is it going to become an issue where maybe the integrity of the concrete floor is going to be compromised and you're really going to have a, a big issue on your hand? Well, you know what? It's, it, it would take a lot of time. It okay. still would. Um, the slick finish that you put on a garage floor, you can put a sealer on that, but that finish is so tight, mm-hmm. it almost doesn't work. It's, okay. it's, it's You can do it, but, you know, when you use sealers that you're trying to get into the pores and everything, you know, it's, the pores are very tight on that slick finish. So, yes, over time, it's going to, you know, it's moisture in the concrete. It's going to cause pitting and things like that eventually you know you will have to probably just replace the garage floor if it's happening a lot but it's it's going to last years and years and and it's really gonna gonna work out um and and not be a huge problem you know so just try to control the humidity obviously clean up any sort of moisture in there so you know it isn't a big slip and fall issue Yep. Like a cave, if you start getting stalagmites in it, that's probably Yeah, clean be it out. You can clean. power wash it, dry it, you know, things like that to, to keep it up to snuff. And I tell you, really, um, let's jump right into my um, 
on the road segment here because okay. it almost brought me right to the topic I was going to kind of talk about, which is a little bit different one because I, so I just saw this client a couple of days ago um, and I was actually looking at a, a bathroom, you know, adding a bathroom to his basement. But when I pulled up to the house and when I was walking up to the house and, and he was outside kind of watering his flowers and stuff. And um, I could tell he really takes care and maintains his home. His driveway was sealed. You know, he was a, he was a listener of the show. He okay. appreciates Great. the show. So I'm looking at things like, yeah, we talk about these things and he's doing them. And so, you know, there's all these different things I'm noticing with maintenance and, you know, so really the importance of maintaining the home is is almost more important than you know updating and things like that if your home is not well maintained people will know it does not take a rocket scientist to figure out that they're like oh you can just see the dirt and the grime and the different things and and then they just start to get this sense that it's just not well maintained and for him what i'd really noticed was his driveway was sealed Mm-hmm. And he's out in Wentzville, Missouri, and, and and I'm looking at the other driveways. And as I drove away from his house, his neighbor's driveway, you know, they all have these pots and pits and things going on, and he doesn't, yeah, because he's sealed and kept up. And, and you know, sealing your driveway will not stop that a hundred percent, but it's keeping the moisture out. It's slowing down that process, and it's having it not happen as often. So even if you get those pits and things going on, or if you already have some of them starting and you start sealing now, it will still be able to slow that process down. So you may have 10 or 15 little pits in your driveway, you know, five or 10 years later where the neighbors got 100. Right. And how long should you seal a driveway? Is there a recommended time frame for that? Well, it, 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 it is a wearing thing, okay. so it doesn't have to be done every year. And it depends on the type of sealer that you use, too, because some will last longer than others. He used a topical coat roll-on sealer so you can see it. You can kind of see it wear, and you mm-hmm. know when it's happening. If you use really one that goes into the pores and everything, you really just want to test it spray water on it and see if it's beating up there's a lot of sealers out there that'll say they go five to ten years but it's really how much sun do you get how much rain how much weather you know and it just wears off so spray it with water see if it beads up if it doesn't it's time to reseal and it could be one year or it could be 10 years you know that sort of thing but the you know just the care he took and the notice you could just look at everything and go you know, this is great. He yeah. really is taking care of things. So with every, you know, everybody's worried about return on investment and all this different stuff. And they think, oh, I need to spend all this money to update and that. But there's a certain percentage of that you can get back just from maintaining and cleaning and just keeping up and right. doing the little things as they happen, you know, those sort of things. And, and, people will notice yeah. and, and it's because great. if not they'll compound and it'll make be a bigger cost in the end oh absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah excellent okay well let's go on to another uh question here so you know a lot of the rain th- this past couple of weeks 
People had a lot of water damage in their basement. A lot and of actually, flooding. You know, a lot of flooding. According to Forbes, uh, I have a statistic here, water damage, including, you know, damage from freezing, is one of the most common and most costly types of homeowners insurance claims. Every year, about 1 in 50 homeowners files a water damage or freezing claim, accounting for 29% of all homeowners insurance claims, according to the Insurance Institute. Um, so the average cost of a water damage or freezing claim is $11,000. So this happens often. It is costly. 29%. 29%, almost a third. Yeah. Um, so when this does happen, it's obviously it's an unfortunate event. How or, you know, you know what can a homeowner do uh, if they do have a water-damaged basement? How are they going to be able to dry that out to minimize, you know, potential damage? <clears throat> yeah, so... The first thing you really need to do is you got to get everything dry and you got to get inside of everything and you got to be quick about it. You got to be fast. You've got about three days. You got about 72 hours to get things opened up and to get things dried out to where mold and mildew, you know, it will start growing in about 72 hours. So you have to definitely act fast. Um, you have to remove basically anything that got wet that really can't be sealed or something like that. So like carpet, padding, drywall. Drywall is complete food for mold. Mm -hmm. So you gotta pull back the carpets and the pads and everything. Anywhere that it got hit, you got to take off any base trim. You got to take off any drywall, maybe 18 inches or two feet high. Um, if you can see the water line, you got to be above it. Um, the framing and the things back in the wall, insulation, it's fibrous. So, you know, fibrous things like that, they just need to go. Cut it off, get it out of there. The framing, the wood, stuff like that can be cleaned up, sealed for mold if necessary to encapsulate encapsulated in there and you don't have to get rid of that but you really need to get all of this stuff out then you need to dry and dehumidify that area run dehumidifiers run fans and get this stuff to dry up as quickly as possible um, i've even seen it in like main floors of homes like the first floor the second floor mm -hmm. the the professionals have these systems where they tape the system to the floor they heat the house up get it really warm and then when they they blow these fans that actually suck through a tube that like sucks the moisture right out of the hardwood floors or gotcha. stuff like that and it'll just, so you need to try and dry it you know kind of quickly and fast like that um to be able to do that then of course you know you got to get to the professionals or whatever to put everything back together call your homeowner's insurance, look at, you know, the claim that, um, and there are professional companies like ServPro and some of them that react quickly that will come out within that 72 hours and they'll take out everything that's been affected. It'll be covered by insurance and then you can move on to rebuilding and, you know, getting everything fixed back up and put back together um, and, and really kind of, you know, ready to go. But drywall is, is one of the biggest things that you definitely have to get rid of because it's just food for mold and it just it gets in there and you can't stop it and it needs to be taken out and redone. So don't think you can save stuff like that. But doors, 
wood. They can be cleaned up. They can be sealed, blocked in, encapsulated in there, and, and you're good to go. So, um, so, Todd, I think let's get into our first break here. I want to remind everybody that, hey, if you have these things, if you need something, you can call us at Mosby Building Arts. I'd love to come out and see it. 314-909-1800. You can check us out online at callmosby.com. Get all of our information there. You can find a ton of information about me, what I do, my shows, different things, everything about myself, the company, and everything we do right there. So give us a call. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, guys, we are back. It is time for Rich's Right at Home Hack. And, you know, we're talking with Todd here today, answering some questions, um, question-answer format thing, talking a lot about the rain we've had, leaks, flooding, what to do about water. So I thought with the the crazy rainstorms we've had and the flooding we've had, I would kind of talk about calculating our gutter capacity. You know, there's a general rule of thumb that we use for kind of a quick answer. You, you, you don't want to go over 40 foot a run of a gutter without, you know, at least one downspout or once you get over 40, add another. But there's actually like a way to figure this out and, and, and get it right because that rule of thumb doesn't always 100% work. So if you want to know really how to do it, what you need to do is measure your roof that's above the gutter to get the whole watershed area. Find out your rainfall intensity for your location. Um, rainfall intensity is basically measured in how much rain falls, you know, in, in a five-minute interval. Um, so it translates to inches per hour. And once you've figured that out, you basically divide that by the watershed roof area and it will give you an approximation of you know it will handle so much so basically in our st louis area they were saying 
it handles about 1,200 square foot of roof for a downspout, and which calculates to 40 foot by 30 foot. So about a 40 foot run would work. But if it was 40 foot by 40 foot, all of a sudden you need another downspout. So it's worth looking in and, and checking out those cal- calculations um, to make sure a lot of homes today, they're so broken up, Todd, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like 10 foot here, 12 foot here. There's a lot of valleys and different areas that, that come around and come together. So sometimes you really got to start to calculate like another roof area that the gutter dumps out onto this roof area that hits a 15 foot spot. And sometimes you really got to think about oversized gutters and downspouts to just kind of handle those extra needs for the way we design houses today. Um, so Todd, what else we got? What, what are, what else are people asking us about? Yeah. So another question we get often when it pertains to gutters is gutter covers. Should I add a gutter cover uh, to the top of my gutter? What are the options out there? Yeah, and there is a lot of options out there. Uh, my direct answer would be yes, especially if you have trees that are taller than your gutter line, then you're going to get some stuff in there. So it's great to do. Um, here at Mosby, we, we try and really you get what you pay for, that sort of thing. We try and really go to the top and for several, several reasons of the house, we would recommend leaf guard gutters. Um, it's it's a one helmet gutter integrated system that's one piece that works really really well and you know this is a this is an area for me where years ago when I was a project manager for Mosby Building Arts I did kind of a study on what we were doing for gutters and what were we recommended and we were at the home show and Scott Mosby kind of put me on assignment and said hey Rich here let's do this go around and look at every different type of gutter cover gutter helmet gutter you know everything for keeping leaves out of gutters and let's just verify that there's nothing better that we're still recommending the best thing out there let's just make sure we're doing the right thing for our clients and we're recommending the right stuff so i did i went to every booth every type i gathered all their information i read it later i studied it and i looked at all the different things and really The biggest piece of the puzzle for us is that, you know, gutter helmets, when you add them to your existing gutters, they connect to your roof. And that's just not always the greatest thing. It can work fine a lot of times, but when you get into a lower slope roof, it can be hard if your gutters aren't installed properly and pitched properly or if they're pitched too far they're trying to take this helmet and really bend it down you know to get it to that gutter so there's times when those situations just don't always work out Um, and i have literally myself i've had homes where we had to take those helmets off to fix water issues and they went to the leaf guard system it wasn't connected to the house it worked really well and, and it just, you know, it's you, that whole get what you pay for theory when, you know, you look at St. Louis older buildings and you look at integrated copper gutters in some of these 150-year-old buildings downtown. I've seen these gutter systems that are integrated into the roof and they've lasted well over 100 years. But that copper goes up behind that roof at least 18 inches. 
sometimes up to two foot or 30 inches. When we put on roofs today, now we're like, yeah, put ice and water shield along that gutter line. It's two feet wide protecting that. So when you get this gutter helmet that just tucks underneath the shingle three, four inches, it's just not always the best thing going and how you touch the two. If you ever need a new roof, you need new helmets or you need to take them off and put them back. You know, some insurance or some of the, the manufacturers will like want to void their warranty if something's touching their roof like that. It's not how it should be. Um, so th there's all sorts of ways not to do that. There are systems that you could use inside the gutter. We have one here at Mosby called SureFlow, and it works really well for most of the things that we have here in St. Louis. Um, it'll stop the debris from getting in your gutter and getting in your downspouts, but it will lay kind of flat. So sometimes if you don't get good winds in an area blowing it off the top of that, you might need to clean it from the top up if your gutters are over shooting and running over or something like that kind of moves the area of maintenance possibly um, but there's you got to think about the tree types and, and what kind of debris are landing there and what's getting caught there you know you have the big gumballs they'll definitely be hard for the wind to blow them off and you'll have areas you need to clean off so that's when you might want to you know go to like a leaf guard because the gumballs will just roll off and won't collect and back up water and things like that so there is a lot to think about when selecting those gutter cover types and everything excellent excellent breakdown of that okay what about if i have a downspout that kind of touches the ground meets the ground it's too long what should i do there yeah, so all your downspouts are going to come out to the ground. Um, your builders generally put a splash block and it, you know, runs about 20 inches out. And then all of the water that comes out of that, you know, downspout is collecting around the foundation. It's sinking the ground. It's helping compact the ground and everything around there. So here at Mosby, what we would recommend is piping that downspout underground and taking it away from the house at least 10 feet. I would say 10 foot would be the shortest run that, that we would want to do. Um, and if it falls off fast from there, that's great. If the yard's pretty flat, you might want to go 20 or 30 feet. But you can run that pipe out there and get that water far away from your foundation. Now, when we do this, we always want to use a plastic pipe a smooth walled hard plastic pipe like a schedule 35 green pipe it's meant for those downspouts we glue these fittings you don't want them leaking um, so the black corrugated pipes they leak they bend they crush easy they get clogged up easy and these systems will run the water through faster get it out at the end and get rid of it now there is a very specific way when you run that pipe out in the ground if you use a pop-up emitter at the end there's a very specific way that you want to install that pop-up emitter and if you have anybody telling you that they've had troubles with the pop-up emitters and they don't like to use them they're probably just not installing them correctly so at the bottom of the elbow that turns up to to get the water out of 
the pipe and into the ground. So the pipe uses hydrostatic pressure to get that water out. The elbow turns up, it shoots out the top, and it runs off on the grade. But that leaves water in the pipe when the rain stops. So at the bottom of that elbow, there's a little hole, a weep hole, to let that water slowly go out to just go out to grade. It just goes into the ground. So underneath that elbow, you'll want to dig a hole at least about the size of a five-gallon bucket, fill it with some compacted rock, put that system in, and that will keep dirt out of that hole. It will allow the water to seep out, and it won't leave too much water in there to freeze and break the pipe and and things like that. You know, open-ended at the end, if the hill's steep enough, is great, but I've literally seen animals inside those pipes crawling in in the winter, building nest in there i have a photo of a chipmunk looking out of a pipe at me really (laughs) and i'm like so everybody's like well we just do open-ended well you got animals living in it so either way it could be an issue you know and there's maintenance to all of these things and cleaning and clearing and all of that excellent okay so let's go ahead move on to a different part uh, of the house here still going to keep on the trend of uh, water management but there is a question here Uh, I have a nine-year-old house with a tall wall of atrium windows, and they leak. We've been through two unsuccessful attempts to fix the problem. Do you have any suggestions on how to fix this problem? Absolutely. So when we we look at, in in most houses, so nine years old, they're going to be vinyl-sided. We see it all the time. And it's really how they build the house, how they wrap, how they flash, and what they do to all these windows prior to putting the vinyl siding on that really takes care of the issue. And to start, you really need to think about, well, where does water come from? Well, when you have three windows, you know, you have a door and some windows in the basement, and then it goes up and you have another row of windows. And then above that, you've got another row of windows that have half rounds and all this on the back of this 30 foot back of the house. When water gets around those windows and around the J channel and everything, that's where it starts to come in. So you technically see this leak in the basement, sometimes on the first floor, but, but never really on the highest part. But the water is really starting at the highest part and it's working its way down to each window. And that's where it starts coming in. That's why you see it so heavily along those basement windows because you've got two areas to let water in behind the siding coming down to that. So there's a lot of opportunity for water to get behind vinyl siding when you have atrium windows like that dryer vents light fixtures outlets anything with a j block around it same thing you know letting the water in around there and running down the wall so we got to get to our second break here but when we return i'll jump right into the fix of how we correct this with these windows so we'll jump into that right when we get back We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, guys, we are back. Final segment here today. And boy, are we answering some great questions, um, stuff that we talk about all the time, especially when we get into this rainy season and, and we've had like the storms we've had. There's so many things going on. And so when we kind of, when we left for the break, we were talking about how water gets in and around windows and around atrium windows as well, because they're stacked, you know, how it's all getting in there. So let's get into the fix of how do you correct that? Because this is something that I've done for years now here at Mosby Building Arts. We, unfortunately, we see this all the time still, um, Unfortunately, again, the biggest fix I see people trying that that doesn't end up working is they replace the windows. And if you replace those windows with replacement style windows that are not meant for new construction, that do not have the nailing fins around them, and they do not take the siding off of your home to get to these windows to replace them, when you get wind-driven rains and it gets in around the third-story window and it goes down to the main floor window and then it goes down to the basement window, it will get in again. And I see it all the time. Everyone said, well, what have you done to try and fix this atrium window problem? Well, I had all the windows replaced, but now it's happening again. Sometimes I've even heard it's worse. Now it's even worse because there's no fin. There's nothing to try and stop that water. So... If you can try and imagine when they install a window, when they build your house, it has a nailing fin around it that is molded to that window. And when they put it in, they nail it around it. Well, that goes on top of that framing and it closes off the gap. So the problem with that is 
at the top of the window, it's on top of the sheeting. It's what we call reverse flashing. You need to flash it in a way that the water that gets back there stays on top. So imagine a roof shingle. If you put your roof on backwards, at every lip, water would go in instead of staying on top as it runs downhill. We need to do the same thing behind the siding with these windows. So when we go in to fix these atrium window leaks like this, we have to strip the siding off of that wall completely. We wrap everything in house wrap. So that way when, and if we're replacing the windows, you don't always need to replace them, but we have windows with nailing fins. We can flash tape around them with a really good, strong, butyl-based flashing tape. Once that's on there, we can put a, a metal, what we call a Z flashing at the top of the window, bringing the water back out from above to the surface of the window on the outside of your window pane. We can lap that into our house wrap so the house wrap is on top of all of that at the top of the window. So it's like a roof shingle. As water runs down that house wrap, it stays on top of that flashing, it rolls out, it drips in front of the window. So we're bringing the water that gets back there back out to the surface of the window on the outside at each level. Basically, I could leave that vinyl siding off of your house for a year and you would never get a leak. And then we put really? it on there. It looks good. It works. And you're like, oh, it's so pretty. I love that Dutch lap siding. But that, that siding does not protect your house from water. It's what you do on the backside and what you do behind it to really make that work. So and the so, siding's there really to protect the framing and the sheathing uh, of getting it's moisture. It's purely soaked. aesthetic. Purely aesthetic. Purely aesthetic. Vinyl siding. You know, this is what I show most people when they have water problems too and we're looking at their vinyl siding and i look at the bottom edge of the vinyl siding it has weep holes right to let that moisture that water all that stuff back out at each strip so it's getting back there and the in the siding industry has known that since the day they started making that stuff um and it's what we've what we need to do to the wall on the back side and the, and the other great thing is when you do this so perfectly and you stop water infiltration, mm-hmm. you also stop air infiltration. So now you're more comfortable at the same time. So even when the wind blows and all of that, you've gotten to stop that too. You've made your house more comfortable and it's safe and it's dry. And we can protect your house. Even in our workmanship warranty, you're going to have 10 years guarantee that that window is not going to leak again. And nobody out there really does that. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, that's good to know. Um, let's move on to uh, maybe around the house. This time, the perimeter of the house. We have a question yeah. about drain tile. So this person writes, my husband suspects our drain tile is blocked. Short of digging up the perimeter of the house, is there any way to check this? If we end up digging, would you be able to recommend a reputable contractor? Yeah, absolutely. So... The main thing for an exterior foundation drain like that is if you can, if you're high enough on the hill and you can find where this pipe comes out, then without digging, you can actually send in a camera. Okay. You can look at it and, and it's great because you can find the spot. If it is just one spot, you can find the spot that needs to be repaired or maybe you only need to dig down in one area fix one piece of pipe and then the whole system's back to snuff and the same company running the cameras can then run cleaners and 
clear out those drains and get them working and get them running again, you repair the bad area and everything's functioning again for you. So we use a company called River City Sewer and Drain that does a lot of our camera work and all of that so that we can find out what's wrong with your sewer lateral, what's wrong with these drains around the foundation. We look at downspout drains like that sometimes. And and then, of course, they do the plumbing systems inside your house and everything too. And they can locate the problems with that camera. They can also like locate it for us. So when we find the problem, he can walk over there and use his little sensor and say, yep, it's right here, make a little mark. And he can use that sensor to tell us how deep we even have to dig. So sometimes we even use that system just to figure out like we know we're gonna fix it, but how deep is it? How do we know what this cost? Is it eight feet? Is it three feet? Is it five feet? You know, how do you really know? So if you do that and you find out what you truly need to do, then you know how to correct it. Now, if you can't get to all of that and it's a really old house, then the next option is looking at an interior drain, getting a foundation you know, specialist company to come out. And, and what they do is they move that, they put in a new drain on the interior of the footing, put a sump pump in the house. You know, Nowadays, when we build new houses, they just put this inside in every home because it's so easy to do while building. But they can come in and retrofit a system like this on the inside, break out concrete, put it back. Um, I would always recommend the investigation of the outside first if possible, just because, you know, if you can stop that water before it starts coming to the inside of the footing and you can make it work again, more power to you, it's so much better. Don't let that excess water come around get under your footing it can then start to cause settling and all sorts of other things that's happening so if you can handle it from the grade if you can handle it from the pipes outside always the best way to do it but if you get to where there's just no way to do it then then stratum structural systems is who we're going to say have them come out look at that sump pump system get it installed they can manage that water do really good, great thing for you and keep your home safe and dry and functioning and everything. Very good. Uh, you know, recommendation for everyone out there. Stratum is a great company. I'm going to move back to the gutters here. Uh, we have a question about how do you fix a gutter that is pulling away from your house? Yeah, so that there, um, the first thing you have to really find out is is the board, is the fascia board behind the gutter the problem? Because gutters pull away from the house for two reasons. Um, one, your fascia board is wood and it's rotting out. And a lot of people, you know, we wrap these these boards with metal and, we, and, and out of sight, out of mind, it's never going to rot because it's wrapped in metal. But if you're getting water back there, it's rotting that board away even faster because it can't really dry with the metal. It doesn't get the air. It doesn't get the sun, you know, so wood painted houses that didn't used to have these problems. And then we wrap it all with metal. All of a sudden they're like, why am I getting water now? Well, because your board's rotting away 10 times faster than when it got to dry out and breathe and all of that. So you got to kind of poke around at that and make sure your board's okay. If it's not okay, then obviously you got to take your gutter off, replace the board, replace the metal wrap, get a new gutter put on and everything. But a lot of times what happens is, the, they use nails instead of screws in these gutters. 
and a nail relies on the wood and, and, and kind of like the pores in the wood swell up when you drive a nail into wood. And over time, that can just start to let go. The board kind of expands and contracts. The nail just gets loose and it just starts pulling away. So if your fascia board, you're poking it with an ice pick, you're doing stuff like that, basically you just go to screws. Get new fasteners that actually screw in, find the rafter so you go through the fascia board into the rafter also, and that will tighten everything up, snug it up, and put that gutter right back where it needs to be. And, you know, eight out of ten gutters that are starting to pull loose Really, the fascia board's fine, and you can just get them attached right, get them working well, and we're all good. Excellent. So, all right. Easy Great way to again. do it. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're just about out of time here. Um, had a great time. We need to do this question answer format thing again. I think it yeah, was great. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It you know, gives homeowners a lot of advice on stuff that they probably are desperate to know because – a lot of times you're in a situation that, you know, with water, you got to fix it right away. So Yep. And if you need any of the things that we talked about, find Mosby. Give us a call. We'd love to help you out. For everybody else out there, I'll talk to you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.